0: Hey guys, welcome to Facials and Facelifts, the podcast for beauty, skincare, and plastic surgery. I'm one of the hosts, Dr. Deepa Bhatt. I'm a plastic surgeon here in South Tampa, Florida. And I'm Brittany Diaconis. I own Skin Radiance Med Spa, and I'm a licensed medical esthetician. Okay, awesome. So today I kind of wanted to bring up this idea of this clean girl, all natural beauty aesthetic, because that's been all the rage on social media lately. I will open up my phone and like, uh-huh. it is just these beautiful women who look like they don't have a stitch of makeup on their face. They just woke up, you know, they're drinking their green juice and <laughs> I'm like, God, like, what is wrong with you? It look like a gremlin. Yes, it's like <laughs> they get out of
1: bed, those reels where yes. it's like, wake up with me in the morning yes. and they just wake up and their skin's vibrant yes. and everything's perfect and flawless. Yes. I mean, that's what, realistically, like, we all want to wake up like, you know, the Disney movie where the princess wakes up and she's just already beautiful and whatnot. Yes, exactly. Her (laughs) eyeliner is somehow perfect. Um, But realistically, I mean, that's not, that's not something to uh, just, you don't just roll out of bed and just look like that. There's a lot of work that goes into that. So
0: much work that goes into it. And it's, you know to your point, it's not even just rolling out of bed and looking like that in the morning. It's like, even when um, women are going out, I feel like the beauty trends have really changed where it's no longer the super crazy smoky eye and the really heavy contouring. There's still lots of contouring involved, (laughs) but um, it is just much more of like a lighter, natural aesthetic. And I think that evolution has been really interesting. Like think about, I don't know, Christina Aguilera and Kim Kardashian when, you know, in the 2000s, like right. their, their look was so, so, so different compared to like, look at Kim K's, you know, appearance now. It's so right. different. Right? Well, I mean,
1: even her her line, her skim stuff, it's just all, she wants everything to be super natural looking, right? Neutrals. But it's, yes, yeah. Neutral Yes, the neutral, the nudes, the whatever. Yes. Yeah, Her makeup is always like that too, before it was super heavy and smoky. And now it's really just light and um, it's almost, it looks in her photos as if she does not have any, no eyeshadow, no contour, Mm -hmm. nothing on her face. She's just dewy and glowy and
0: that all requires so much work. So much work. (laughs) And that's what I think is really important and what I think we should really spend some time talking about today is, First of all, how do we get our skin and, you know, our overall look to a point where we can embrace this aesthetic and we really can just wake up in the morning and be ready to go? Because I know that's not, that's not normal nor the case for the vast majority of women out there. It's a really hard look to achieve, mm-hmm. and I think people just don't appreciate how much work actually goes into it. Right. Um, I
1: think that one of the reasons that it's become more, like, Uh, beautiful to be a little bit more natural like that is it does tend to be something that's more of a youthful appearance when you're a child you're not wearing makeup or anything like that your skin is flawless as a kid you know you everything just it's so pretty but to if you're looking at a child's skin versus an adult's skin First of all, let's just call it the metabolism of the skin cells is completely different. First of all, our metabolism is completely different anyway, as a child versus an adult. (laughs) Once you hit a certain age, we're not getting any taller. We might be growing another way, but it's not taller. (laughs) Um, So our skin cells actually slow down as we age. It doesn't have to keep up with the body's growth, which is why as an adult, that beautiful glowy look that we want so badly are kind of just fades away and our skin becomes kind of dull And that's whenever you need to do things at home or even professionally to kind of keep up with that glowy, youthful appearance. Um, But that does start with, I I think one of the biggest, in my opinion, one of the biggest ways to help with that is at home. Your diet is everything when it comes to just that beautiful, glowy, healthy look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's is, the first Which thing is the I mean. hard
0: pill to swallow, I think, because people are willing to invest money in skincare, invest money in treatments. But the second we're like, hey, you know, whole foods, unprocessed foods. Right. Um, maybe cut back on the sugar a little bit. Drink some water. Back, yes, <laughs> yeah. Things that are honestly free, things that you don't need to vastly modify your lifestyle for. It's it's easy to have a couple extra glasses of water a day. Those are the things that surprisingly are... Um, that you, that are harder to do than to just go, you know, and have a skincare treatment done um, because it's something you need to be doing every day.
1: Yes. It is a lifestyle and it's not something that you can just do for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. I mean, skin cells, it takes about 30 days for just a new layer. And we have many layers of skin cells to come up to the surface. So if it's just one layer that's surfacing every, let's just say month, we're going to need um, quite a bit of um, just a, quite a, quite a long period of time of just healthy skin light you know um, healthy foods um, intake of water and your greens and all those things to create that healthy skin layer that will eventually surface up and that where we can actually see the benefits of it
0: yeah. And I get you know my friends that have gone vegan I even went vegan for a short period of time I ultimately I didn't stick with it and I did I noticed the difference when I stopped mm-hmm. you know eating just completely plant-based my skin was better it just like was plumper it was glowier I didn't break out as much mm-hmm. it was it made an incredible difference so oh, nice. you don't need to be that extreme I think it's fine to do everything in moderation but right. just like that everything in moderation just yes. watch what you're eating ask yourself, would I feed this to my child and feel good about it? You know, and if the answer is no, then just... (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: Um, anything, you know, even if your your diet in general is, you know, pretty healthy when we go on vacation and we, you know, you can still live every once in a while, do whatever you want. You want to go out and party for a little bit, you want, as long as it's not a huge lifestyle change. One night of just binge eating... Thanksgiving dinner is not going to kill me. Will I probably have a blemish because I ate way too much food? I mean, for me, when I change my diet like that, yeah, it, it might yeah. show up, but it's not going to change my overall complexion. So yeah. I think that that's one of the major things. But what, in your opinion, what do you think is, is one of the things that could really
0: help to achieve that goal of just that youthful appearance? So, a lot of it is just preventative care, right? And then slowly reversing the damage that we have done to our skin over time. Um, And that involves a combination of, you know, my world of. Botox and Mm -hmm. dermal fillers, and maybe some laser therapy, and involves a good combination of your world too, where we're talking about topical skincare products, of regular skincare maintenance with stimulating the cells. Yes, Yes. exactly.
1: That's a good point, actually. Mm -hmm. What you just said, I have a, I do have a question for you. Um, I have a lot of clients who ask me about, uh, you know, preventative Botox. Mm -hmm. Is that a thing? What does that even mean? What are my cl- I've had clients that are just like, when should I start? I hear that it's preventative, so I should start younger. Is that a thing? Is that going to help me to stop the aging process if I begin Botox younger, um, maybe in
0: my 20s versus in my 30s? Yeah, preventative Botox is totally a thing. And some people don't believe in it because they're like, oh, they're just trying to sell you on Botox and get you hooked early. But no, it really is a thing. If you prevent muscles from ever hypertrophying which means getting bigger and getting stronger then they're never going to wrinkle to the extent that someone that's never gotten Botox will right Uh uh but then you also have to be careful there's a fine balance I'll never slam like a 25 year old with a bunch of Botox because a it looks really unnatural and b you keep putting that much Botox in someone that young over time their facial muscles will just cart Start to atrophy, the very opposite, right? So they'll become too thin, mm-hmm. um, and that also creates an unnaturally aged appearance because it results in facial volume loss. So there's a good balance between preventative Botox and overdoing it, and then just not doing it at all. Right, right. right. So I always say, having a tiny bit of movement is normal. Um, And I want you to, unless you're really going for that frozen look, which not many people, going back to our, you know, natural aesthetic, not many people like anymore. No, Um, no. So I think having a tiny bit of movement is not necessarily a bad thing, especially when you're younger. And then you don't have to get it every three months on the dot, right? You can do it so that you're doing it once every three to four months, spacing out the treatments a little bit more. So you are giving your muscles a little bit of a break, yeah, for, you know, I think they're called Botox breaks. So it gives your muscles right. a chance to ramp up again, to kind of build up again. So you're not wearing them down. So by the time you're 50, you know, and you're getting your face left, there's like no right <laughs> so, uh, No,
1: exactly. Yeah. I think that's, that's a very good point. And it kind of goes back, everything in moderation. Also something to always keep in mind is it is so much easier to prevent aging than to reverse aging. There's just a certain point that if you just don't do anything to your skin, if you live an unhealthy lifestyle or if you never wear sunscreen or whatnot, and then by age 50, you're like, make me look like I'm 30 again. I mean, I will try, but we can't, we're not miracle workers. We can't. <laughs> There's only so much you can do. Um, so starting now, just any starting point, it's just like working out. You need to start somewhere. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, it could be something as simple as, Adding sunscreen into your skincare regimen and drinking water—that's your first step mm-hmm. toward to, to, toward achieving that goal. Uh, but realistically, when you see uh, celebrities, you know how old is Kim Kardashian now? I don't even know.
0: Is she in her second like her forties? Yeah. I think, and yeah. she looks great, but she doesn't yeah. look
1: like that. But we all know she's had so much work done. J Lo's had a bunch of work done. Everyone does, and everybody's like, "Oh, their jeans are so good." And yes, they do. Jeans have a lot to do with it. However. Every one of those celebrities has so many things done. It could be they have the lash extension, so it looks like they, you know, they wake up literally with beautiful, gorgeous eyes, and then they have the Botox, enough to where they still have movement, Mm -hmm. so they don't have that frozen look, but it's also enough to where they don't have those lines and wrinkles that we would see at age 40. Um, The dermaplaning, um, the, uh, the, the microblading, sorry, the microblading for the brows, um, make your brows look absolutely perfect. Every hair's in place. Yes, yeah. all those things. So there's yeah. so much that goes into it. Even um have you heard of lip blushing? Like it's kind yes, of like, like a lip,
0: lip, yes. lip lipstick right? Yeah, yeah Yeah, Yeah,
1: of kind of adds a little bit of permanent mm. color to the lips. So girls do all kinds, of, guys of no idea. No. I mean, yeah, especially with that. A guy would not know that I had yeah. that. My husband would not know yeah. if I did that. Yeah. What he does know is when I do chemical peels, and then I come home, and he's like, babe, what did you do? <laughs> yeah. I like, not again. Yeah. That's what he noticed. Yeah. I, I may have done that, like, right before our, like, one-year anniversary. Oh, my gosh. Just pro tip, don't do that. You might scare your husband.
0: <laughs> Didn't you go to Miami? <laughs>
1: yeah, I went to Miami, and I'm, like, caking hydration on my face oh and, like, putting powder on to try to – you Know, calm down all the flakiness because yeah. I it was, I was sloughing like a, it was, it was not cute. Well,
0: we can tell your Instagram but, stories look great. Well, yeah, because yeah. that's what
1: filters are for, <laughs> 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 It kind of goes back to you can't believe everything you see, but
0: yeah. I mean, a thousand percent. and. Um, so, what are some things that you tell or you recommend in terms of maintenance therapy that goes beyond just skincare uh, that you do and that you recommend to just keep things looking glowy and fresh?
1: Maintenance that isn't skincare mm-hmm. and, or or treatments or like what do we? Uh, well, I
0: would say treatments. Like, okay. uh, do, do, how often should I be getting a facial? Okay. How often, you know? Um, well, I personally. I personally like
1: to do a some kind of treatment once a month. It kind of goes back to how I said it takes about 30 days for a new layer of skin cells to come up. And by treatment, it doesn't have to be anything super aggressive. It doesn't have to be a strong chemical peel, but something exfoliating, something to stimulate the cells to turn over. If I am taking off that dead skin layer, and I'm talking at the very, very surface, you're not gonna leave with a red face. You're not gonna have any aggressive downtime or peeling or anything like that. Um, but if I stimulate that, it automatically kind of like wakes up the cellular factory and your skin cells are in more of a, uh, a faster cellular turnover. So think of it kind of like going for a walk or just working out. You don't have to do it every single day, but the more consistent you are, that actually helps your metabolism. So we're going to go back to is I, I always tell my clients it's like the metabolism of your skin. We don't do anything it kind of just stops and then you have the dead skin layer and then even though your skin may not be flaky that's when you start to feel that texture that's when you look in the mirror and you're like why does my skin seem so dull and there may not be a specific issue but that's that's one of the things and i have noticed um, fine lines can really dead skin cells will build up along the creases And so if you're not doing anything at all for your skin, it kind of um, accentuates the lines and wrinkles in your face. So just doing something regularly, aging is inevitable. You are like, it doesn't matter how many times you come in for facials or even Botox, how much you do eventually, I mean, eventually you're going to have aging and those lines are inevitable, but keeping them softer, making everything just a little bit more glowy and whatnot like that, that'll help quite a bit. Just doing a treatment, I would say once a month. Um, I like to do microdermabrasion. Because it's just it, there's no downtime. It's not super aggressive. Uh, some people like to do dermaplaning, but just something exfoliating, lightening, brightening. And when you have professional products that are being used on your skin, you're going to get a lot more afterwards. So, meaning, if I exfoliate your skin and then I put some of my serums and whatnot that are in my back bar, that's going to be a lot more potent than what you're going to use at home. So you just
0: get a little bit, a little bit more of a boost from it. Yeah, that makes sense. So. I think um from your perspective, along with good regular, consistent skincare and sun protection, some sort of physical manipulation to the skin um about once a month. Yes, yes. Okay. And I think that's very easy and doable, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. not, you know, a huge time investment. It's just something and it's really relaxing. It's just nice to be it like, is. hey, I'm gonna do this to take care of myself. It's a nice treat yeah. for
1: yourself. So yeah. That's why I really like that. Do you have any opinions on that, on on what else you can do? Or do you feel like... Um... I, do you feel like monthly is, is too much? Some people don't agree with that. That's just my own personal opinion, but I'm just curious to know what you think about that.
0: No, I agree, actually. I think doing something like that monthly is a great idea, along with just doing keeping up with your Botox every three months, um, mm-hmm. unless you know, you're doing those little Botox breaks, because as we age, we do end up needing to get it pretty regularly. And once again, I just want to throw this out there. Um, Botox is really just a misnomer. It's it's a neuromodulator, just getting your neuromodulator every three months. um, That makes a difference. And then keeping up with your dermal filler treatments. um, I think fillers scare a lot of people in that they're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna look so overdone. I'm gonna look like a bubble face, whatever. I, I just, you know, did a full face rejuvenation. And if I recall correctly, we did six syringes in this lovely, lovely patient's face, and she looks amazing. Like she doesn't look overdone. So, um, but to prevent things like needing six syringes at once, what I would just really recommend is just start keeping up with it. You know, get, you know, even if you start with a syringe filler, right, right. You just want to slowly replace that volume loss that inevitably accumulates. Like you're saying, I can't remember. Um, this is bad. I can't yeah. remember if it was Thomas Jefferson or Ben Frank. I think it was Thomas Jefferson <laughs> that said this, that he was like, two things are not, inevitable, death and in taxes. Well, oh, I think yeah. it's like aging and taxes. You're not going to be able <laughs> to prevent aging, um, but you can keep up with it and you can mitigate how how much it affects you essentially, right? Yes. So, yes. Um, and I'm sure I think we should, you know, dedicate an entire episode on this next. But talking about preventative skincare specifically, but briefly, I know that we're both big proponents of sunscreen. Wear it every single day. There's no excuse. I don't care if you're working from home. I don't care if you're in a basement. (laughs) (laughs) Wear your sunscreen. Right. Um, Your vitamin C and your retinol those like, I think those three are the holy grail. I I totally agree. 100%.
1: When clients ask me, what do I need in my skincare? Those are the three things. You need your vitamin C, you need your sunscreen and the retinol. One is creating, retinol is creating that new cellular layer or uh, new skin cells to grow. The vitamin C is going to help to protect and preserve those brand new skin cells that are born. And then the sunscreen is just overall protecting you against all the damage from the UV rays. Those that trifecta right there. I don't care what face wash you use. I mean, clean clean your skin. Use something safe, but mm-hmm. um, that that's less important than those three. Uh, those three ingredients are so 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 important in your skincare, and that will make all of the difference in preventative or even correcting your skin.
0: That's a great point, and I think you know. I tell patients, I think I've said this before, I tell patients they should be spending money on three things. One, their vitamin C. Two, their retinol. And three, their injectables. And everything else is pish-posh to me. I will be very honest. Like I will spend $300 on my vitamin C, but then I will put CeraVe Facial moisturizer on my face because I I know where to spend the money, right? Because you want those quality ingredients, right? You know anybody can sell you vitamin C. You can buy it from Amazon. Just take a good look at the ingredients. You know some of it can oxidize really quickly. You have to buy like the high the high quality kind. Um, and then there's like just silly things out on the market now. It'll be like oh buy this HA serum and then you look at the Hyaluronic acid serum. You look at the ingredients. There's like 30 ingredients, and at the very like the very last ingredient <laughs> will just be hyaluronic a acid. Tiny drop, <laughs> and you're like, I like. What are
1: we trying to do here? Right. Um, and that's where they save costs. That's why you can see you can find a vitamin C for as cheap as ten dollars, and then up to two hundred dollars depending on where you go. Some of it's marketing, some of it's just the name brand. They're going to yeah. market, you know, market yeah. it up a little bit. Uh, if you go to a skin professional, um, they will be able to guide you. It's not sales; it's simply the science behind it. In fact, really fun fact, but medical grade products by the FDA are required to have clinical studies proving that it is effective. Uh, anything else that is not medical grade is not required by the FDA to have those clinical studies. Does that mean that nothing else will work? No, but I, I just, I don't think I want to gamble with that so much. If I'm going to be spending my hard earned money, um, cause let's go back to taxes are inevitable. I got to save up for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, things like that medical grade and what you buy over the counter are very, very different. And you just have to know, when do I need that medical grade? If, In my opinion, I always tell client, if you're buying something to fix your face, buy something medical grade. Buy something that's, the, you know, then that, that quality you're going to get from a med spa, dermatologist, your doctor, whatnot. That's where you're going to find those. And then anything over the counter, that's your fun stuff. It could just be a moisturizer. It could mm-hmm. be a face wash. Those things are more topical. And that's how you can kind of differentiate where you want to spend your money and what's effective.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And honestly um we're making it sound like these things are like totally out of everyone's price point unattainable. Yeah. But the thing is, I, you know, we'll see these Instagram stories of my friends with their La Mer products on the counter. Oh. And I'm just like, I I, th- I heard somewhere, I don't know if this is true, but I heard it's like the same thing as Nivea. Um which, <laughs> which, you know, that's so, <laughs> so it's not that expensive. I just, you know, I always um, implore all of my patients, um, I don't sell skincare that I don't personally use on my skin right. that I don't believe in. Right. Just implore you to switch to something that has clinical data to um, exactly. back it up, so you know that what you're putting on your face is good, that you're going to see results, and. Um, it is of a higher quality than uh, what you could potentially buy um, out at the mall.
1: Well, also just putting this out there, like you said, like if you go, if we walk into Sephora, I can go, I can easily find, there's like a $250 night cream that you can find in Sephora. Mm-hmm. That's crazy because mm-hmm. also I carry a bunch of medical grade products and I don't even think any of them reach that point um, price-wise. Yeah. Um, but whenever you're looking into skincare, just think about it this way trust your skincare professional, trust your doctor, trust the people who actually do this for a living, going on TikTok and hearing some skinfluencer talk about the cream that they have just slapped on their face and how glowy and dewy and beautiful they are. They aren't the professional, they don't know your skin, so just trusting that and then dropping, you know, a couple hundred bucks on whatever it is that because somebody else said it works, that's, yeah. they don't know your skin, they haven't seen your skin, they cannot, it may be great for them, but you don't know, I, I just, in anything. Well, I'm it is gonna, great for them because they're probably getting paid to promote it. They do get paid to promote it. So it's it's just, you have to know where the scam, not scams, but kind of, you know what I mean. You just have to know where to look. You're not going to go take medication. I mean, th- there's a reason that you have to go to a doctor to go and get any kind of, you know, your medicine that you need when you're sick. It's because you can't diagnose yourself. You can't just go on Google and Google all of your symptoms. And Google's always right. We know that that's not true. Um, you're going to freak yourself out. And you would literally, you'd be diagnosing yourself with the wrong thing, you need to go to a professional who knows what they're talking about, who can tell you at least where to go. I don't say that you need a specific brand of Retin A or a specific brand of vitamin C, but you need the right quality, and that's the difference. Um, and then we can help too. If you, even if you had a brand that you love, you can say, you can ask your skincare prof- care professional, um, Is this a good product? And then we can kind of break down the science behind it so that you know if it works or not. It's not about the name brand.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I love this stuff. It's so exciting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I feel like we could talk for hours about skincare. (laughs) But, you know, just to wrap everything together, I think it's just important to remember that one, what you see out there as, you know, the no makeup look is actually it probably honestly a ton of makeup Mm -hmm. um, because it takes a lot of work to look like that Um, it's a lot of you know concealer foundation contouring right a lot of effort to make it look like you put in no effort yes (laughs) Um, yes um, but then these you know, it also involves just taking care of yourself on a 360 degree basis, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like you were saying, it's your diet, it's hydration, it's your skincare, your topicals, your treatments. Right, and right. On top of that, if all of that weren't enough, like it's like, you know, these eyelash extensions that we see, it's these hair extensions we see, it's oh. the microblading, it's the permanent lip it's blushing. It's things. It's so much. So then at the end of the day, you've like, honestly, spend thousands and thousands, thousands right. but then you wake up and you look like you don't need makeup because honestly, you probably don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. And so the, the easiest way to accomplish this though is the, the most natural way. So if you just follow the things that we had talked about, like I said, preventative is much easier than corrective. So if you start now, just Healthy diet, healthy living. Those things are going to save you thousands of dollars just by living that healthy lifestyle. Yeah. As much as I want to see you, as much as I would love for you guys to come in, and I know that uh, Doctor Bot would also love for you guys to, to come in so that we can help you. I don't want to have to. Um, I want it to be at to the point where you know you 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 don't want to come in before your quote unquote time. Like I yeah. don't want to have to start doing treatments super early in life because I you know like to go and roast myself at the beach like a chicken, a rotisserie chicken. Like So true. Um, yeah. So those kind of things are just really important to keep in mind. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Um, you know, you either pay for it now or you pay for it later, mm-hmm. right? So... Yeah. Yeah. It's a just nice little reminder for us to all take good care of ourselves and eat our fruits and vegetables, drink our water, and then get your Botox. <laughs> <laughs> so... Okay, I think that was really great. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in and giving us a lesson. A lesson? A lesson. Hopefully you learned something today. If you do like our content, we'd love for you to like, share, subscribe. Um, Tell your friends about it because we're super excited to be on this podcast journey and we're hoping you guys are enjoying it as well.